Book five, chapter three of History of the Reformation in the Sixteenth Century, Volume Two, by Jean Henri Mel d'Aubigne, translated by Henry Beveridge. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Book five, chapter three. Arrival of Eck and the Wittenbergers, Amsdorf, the students, Karlstadt's accident, Placard, Eck and Luther, Pleissenberg shall judges be appointed luther objects at the time when the electors met at frankfurt to give an emperor to germany june fifteen hundred and nineteen theologians met at leipzig for an act which though unnoticed by the world was destined to be not less important in its results eck was the first who arrived at the place of rendezvous on the twenty first of june he entered leipzig in company with polyander a young man whom he had brought from ingolstadt to report the debate all kinds of honours were paid to the scholastic doctor who on the fete dieu paraded the town in full canonicals and at the head of a numerous procession there was a general eagerness to see him according to his own account all the inhabitants were in his favour nevertheless adds he a rumour was current in the town that i was to be worsted in the encounter the day after the fete that is friday the twenty fourth of june st john's day the wittenbergers arrived karlstadt ex destined opponent came first in a chariot by himself next in an open carriage came duke barnim of pomerania who was then studying at wittemberg under the direction of a tutor and had been elected rector of the university on each side of him sat the two great theologians the fathers of the reformation melancthon and luther melancthon had been unwilling to quit his friend he had said to spalatin martin the soldier of the lord has stirred up this fetid marsh i cannot think of the shameful conduct of the pope's theologians without indignation be firm and adhere to us luther himself had expressed a desire that his achates as he has been called should accompany him john langer vicar of the augustines some doctors in law several masters of arts two licentiates in theology and other ecclesiastics among whom nicholas amsdorf was conspicuous closed the rear amsdorf the member of a noble family in saxony disregarding the brilliant career which his birth might have opened to him had devoted himself to theology the theses on indulgences having brought him to the knowledge of the truth he had forthwith made a bold profession of the faith vigorous in intellect and vehement in temper amsdorf often pushed on luther by nature abundantly ardent to acts which were perhaps imprudent born to high rank he was not overawed by the great and occasionally addressed them with a freedom bordering on rudeness the gospel of jesus christ said he one day in an assembly of nobles belongs to the poor and afflicted and not to you princes lords and courtiers whose lives are passed in luxury and joy but we have not yet mentioned the whole train from wittemberg a large body of students accompanied their teachers eck affirms that the number amounted to two hundred 
armed with pikes and halberds they walked beside the carriages of the doctors ready to defend them and proud of their cause such was the order in which the body of reformers entered leipzig just as they passed the grimmer gate which is in front of st paul's cemetery one of the wheels of karlstadt's carriage broke down the archdeacon who with great self-complacency was enjoying the solemn entry tumbled into the mire he was not hurt but was obliged to proceed to his lodgings on foot luther's chariot which was immediately behind karlstadt's moved rapidly forward and delivered the reformer safe and sound the inhabitants of leipzig who had assembled to witness the entry of the wittemberg champions considered the accident as a bad omen for karlstadt and the inference was soon current over the town that is that he would be defeated in the combat but that luther would come off victorious adolphus of merseberg did not remain idle as soon as he learned the approach of luther and karlstadt and even before they had lighted from their carriages he caused a notice to be posted up on all the church doors forbidding the discussion under pain of excommunication duke george astonished at his presumption ordered the town council to tear down the bishop's placard and imprison the individual which had been employed to put it up the duke george who had come in person to leipzig attended by all his court among others by jerome emser with whom luther spent the famous evening at dresden sent the disputants the usual presents the duke boasted eck presented me with a fine stag and gave karlstadt only a roebuck eck was no sooner informed of luther's arrival than he called upon him what said he it is said that you refuse to debate with me luther how can i when the duke forbids me eck if i cannot debate with you i am not anxious to have anything to do with karlstadt it was for you i came here then after a short pause he added if i obtain the duke's permission will you take the field luther joyfully obtain it and we shall debate Eck forthwith repaired to the duke and tried to dissipate his fears representing to him that he was certain of victory and that the authority of the pope so far from suffering by the discussion would come out of it more glorious we must strike at the head if luther stands erect so do all his adherents if he falls they all fall george granted permission the duke had caused a large hall to be prepared in his palace of pleissenburg two desks had been erected opposite to each other tables arranged for the notaries who were to take down the discussion in writing and benches for the spectators the desks and benches were covered with rich tapestry at the doctor of wittemberg's desk was suspended the portrait of st martin after whom he was named and at that of dr eck the portrait of the knight of st george we shall see said the arrogant eck with his eye on the emblem whether i do not with my steed trample down my enemies everything bespoke the importance which was attached to the combat on twenty fifth of june the parties met in the castle to arrange the order of proceeding eck who had more confidence in his declamation and gesture than in his arguments exclaimed we will debate freely off-hand and the notaries will not take down our words in writing karlstadt 
the agreement was that the discussion should be written down published and submitted to the judgment of all men Eck, to write down everything is to wear out the spirit of the disputants and protract the battle in that case there can be no hope of the vivacity requisite in an animated debate do not lay an arrest on the flow of eloquence dr eck's friends supported his proposal but karlstadt persisted in his objection and eck was obliged to yield eck be it so let there be writing but at all events the debate when taken down by the notaries is not to be published before it has been submitted to the decision of judges luther the truth of dr eck and the eckians fears the light eck there must be judges luther and what judges eck after the debate is over we will agree upon them the objection of the partisans of rome was evident if the theologians of wittemberg accepted judges their cause was lost it was obvious beforehand who the persons were whom their opponents would suggest and yet the reformers if they refused them would be covered with obloquy as it would be circulated everywhere that they were afraid of submitting to impartial judges the judges whom the reformers desired were not individuals whose opinion was already declared but the whole of christendom their appeal was made to the general voice it mattered little who condemned them if in pleading their cause in presence of the christian world they succeeded in bringing some individuals to the light luther says a roman historian demanded all the faithful for judges in other words demanded a tribunal so numerous that there could be no urn large enough to hold its votes the meeting broke up see their stratagem said luther and his friends to each other they would to a certainty ask to have the pope or the universities for judges in fact the theologians of rome next morning sent one of their party to luther with a proposal that the judge should be the pope the pope said luther how could i accept him beware exclaimed all his friends of accepting conditions so unjust eck and his friends having consulted anew gave up the pope and proposed certain universities don't take from us the liberty which you have already granted us replied luther we cannot yield this point resumed eck then exclaimed luther i don't debate they again parted and what had just passed was talked of over the whole town the romans kept crying everywhere luther won't debate he refuses to accept of any judge commenting on and torturing his words they endeavoured to represent them in the most unfavourable light what truly will he not debate say the best friends of the reformer and hasten to him to express their alarm you decline the contest exclaimed they your refusal will bring eternal disgrace on your university and your cause this was to attack luther in his most tender point very well replied he his heart filled with indignation i accept the terms which are imposed on me but i reserve a right of appeal and i decline the court of rome end of book five chapter three